Hello and welcome to episode number 209 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello. How's it going? Yeah, good man, good. We are back with a very, very, very special show this week um, that we Can't really weren't it. expecting, <laughs> kind of came out of nowhere. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll get into it properly when we discuss this week's film, um, but it really came out of nowhere and kind of like, especially we are the hype train podcast, you know, we love the <laughs> hype and hyping things up. And I think that our return to the cinema was going to be something that we were going to hype up. Um, and then it just happened out of nowhere. <laughs> um so yeah, in typical fashion, the the kind of the schedule changed, and we have seen a movie at the cinema, um, which was Spree, and mm-hmm. yeah, we'll get into that very shortly. Um, we actually were back in the cinema. Yeah, crazy, crazy times, and there's actually some upcoming stuff as well, which we'll talk about as well. Um, but first, yeah, a few different news stories here that are kind of interesting. Um, starting with this first one. Um, Basically, uh, Bloomhouse and, and uh, Bloomhouse announced that a bunch of new movies that they're going to be releasing in October. Um, this is really weird because it's, it's so they're releasing four movies um, under this kind of umbrella called Welcome to the Bloomhouse, and it's they're all on Amazon Prime for free. Um, so it's so it's four like original movies. Um, I've kind of got all the plot descriptions here, but we're not going to go into that because it's going to take mm. forever. Um, but yeah, basically, it's October sixth. They're releasing the first two, and then the following week on o- October thirteenth, they're releasing the last two. Um, and also as part of this, they are going to be doing another four next year as well. Um, so it's it's like such a weird news story because it just kind of came out of nowhere. And like these, I've not I personally hadn't heard of any of these films either. Um, but it's interesting because Bloomhouse have been very quiet kind of mm. what well, they were on invisible man weren't they at the start of the yeah. year but like yeah, yeah we didn't really know what the next push was going to be yeah and like especially during the pandemic they haven't really got, you know gone to digital services or anything like that and um yeah obviously a lot of their big movies got pushed um mostly being halloween so it is weird to see like when are they going to start feel comfortable to start releasing stuff in theaters and obviously this being a move away from that and kind of like right here's some four smaller movies that we have ready to go um that will be released in october um mm. so yeah it's an interesting one like i always like these new stories just because it's companies doing different stuff and this is not something that i necessarily saw coming from bloomhouse that like yep yeah, we're just going to put four new movies out on amazon prime in october um you know whether or th- whether we'll like these movies is a different story but it's interesting yeah it's kind of insane really mm. like, especially if they're going to be feature length movies yeah um you know, suddenly we get four of these movies drop, and obviously Bloomhouse are pretty prolific. Mm. Um, it, you know, we've spoke a fair bit recently about them and how they have all these different avenues, and now mm. there's a fourth avenue as such. <laughs> yeah. You know, they have their kind of main flagship movies. They have their Bloomhouse tilt. They have the, uh, um, what is it, the TV show? I can't think yeah, of Yeah, Into the Dark. Into the Dark, yeah. And now they've got these um, Amazon you know movies or mm. amazon prime movies um so is, is this worldwide amazon prime i assume so that was yeah. like that's all i saw in part right. of the announcement yeah. yeah but yeah it's cool like um yeah i'll be interested to have a little look at the synopsis after the podcast and see what they're all about 
yeah like i'm i'm curious if this is their step to be like because into the dark as we've discussed is such a weird thing where mm. it is just a collection of movies you know it's cool. it's way more in line with movies than it is tv and mm. um you know especially with how long they are and so like i wonder if that is a case of like look we're not getting enough eyeballs on this thing um i think welcome to the bloom house does make a lot more sense as like a title um and getting on something like amazon prime i think that i don't know that speaks yeah. to me more a lot clearly as like here are here are a collection of films that you can watch whereas like into the dark was very confusing with its concept like oh, okay it's going to be monthly you know they're going to be based upon these holidays it's a tv show but they're feature length a lot of the times mm. um it was very confusing um but maybe they'll just continue with all of this stuff who knows they are pretty insane and they just it's this just shows you the amount of like content that they're just sitting on that they can just put out four movies and it's like nothing to them yeah that's what i find crazy that they just kind of can just throw out this mad level of content when everyone mm. else is you know um struggling to put out anything and looking to recoup where they can and then suddenly these guys are just like here we go <laughs> yeah like i'm assuming they're just they're just buying up stuff left right and center that we never mm. really hear about and they just probably have this slate of like hundreds of horror movies just ready to go at any point <laughs> um but yeah, it'll be an interesting one for sure. Um, next up, just a small kind of update on... We we did know that this movie was coming, so basically we're getting a sequel to The Babysitter. Um, mm -hmm. Whether we can remember too much about that movie at this point, obviously we did cover it uh, yeah. back in 2017. It was the kind of horror comedy that was on Netflix. Um, and we knew a while ago that they were making a sequel. Um, but yeah, just kind of a small update, really. There wasn't a trailer, but there was some images. Um, and it is coming September 10th, um, so pretty damn soon. Mm. Um, I think the most notable thing is that the director returned, um, but Samara Weaving is not returning. Um, okay. So she was kind of like by far the biggest name, of course. And even back then, obviously, has broke out massively in the last three years. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of no surprise, really, that she's not in it. Um, but yeah, like, do you have any interest in a sequel to the babysitter um not massive interest but i mean i remember liking that movie mm. and i remember you know um i remember at the time it was at a phase where we were seeing quite a lot of high level kind of comedy horror and we were a little bit fatigued with it mm. um i mean i'm not fatigued with any sort of new horror right now apart yeah. from trash new horror <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, like, you know, we, we've we've not had anything new for a while, and so anything new we get is exciting. Um, but the fact that Samara Weaving isn't in this, I, I, I feel like, why is it a sequel? Is it in, is it sequel in name alone? But, um, mm. yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm up for anything right now. Like, a lot of the other characters and, and, and actors are returning. Um, she is, right. like, the main one who isn't. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. Of like, I'm not against it. And like the babysitter, that was that was a fine movie. I remember enjoying it, but I can almost remember mm -hmm. nothing about it, kind of beat to beat for beat. Um, and so like, yeah, I don't have massive enthusiasm for a sequel. But yeah, like I'll check it out for sure. Um, so yeah, it's coming soon. Um, these next two I kind of put together because they're just very small updates, but they're both on people that we're massive fans of. So of course we've got to put them in here. And this first one's actually more interesting um, because we it is a, a the first update we've had in a very long time regarding Jordan Peele and what is his next movie project. Um, 
So apparently last we heard, and it does seem like a long time ago, was um, sort of off the back of us. He um, signed an exclusive deal with Universal Pictures um, as a sort of five-year exclusive production partnership. Of course, he has his own uh, company, Monkey Paw Productions, um, and they're still doing loads of different stuff, a lot of different TV, obviously like Twilight Zone being one of the main ones that we've covered and discussed for the show, um, but loads of different shows as well. Um, Mm -hmm. They've been very prolific this year, in fact, in terms of TV. but yeah, and then kind of as part of that deal, it was promised that Jordan would be um, sort of directing and writing at least two movies as part of that deal. Um, right. And it seems like we kind of are now starting to see the the very first small details on that um, because it was apparently the Hollywood Reporter. Um, they listed like a rundown of movies that are going to be starting production in California soon. Um, you know how these weird things happen. It was like when we yeah. talked about with the Scream thing of like yeah, these, I was gonna say. The, these weird things leak and it's like, it, you know, it was... I think the someone in California, they were out there. It was a California film commission. Um, we're basically mm. saying, you know, like, cause they give, it's very complicated, but they give like tax credits to people to film in California. Cause obviously it creates a bunch of jobs and it's really good for the local economy. Um, and so it was all part of that. And basically during that rundown of movies, they just listed a Jordan Peele directed movie in that. Um, right. And so that is, um, I can't find the exact date, but it, I'm sure it said like is like soon. So either August or September is when this movie is supposed to be started and shooting, um, okay. which is pretty crazy that it'll be shooting then. Cause obviously, yeah, we don't have, you know, we don't have a title and name, nothing about his next movie, um, other than obviously he signed this deal. Um, but this is obviously, need, bro. It's all we need. Well, yeah, this is great. Cause like you say, if they're filming it this year, then that definitely looks like it's set up for 2021. Um, and that would be definitely in line with Jordan. Obviously, he has worked on a two year schedule right now with his movies. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, that's extremely exciting. Um, and yeah, I just cannot wait to hear more about this really. Um, definitely. like, like in an official capacity would, would be nice. Um, rather than these sort of um <laughs> production schedules but they are very legit as we as we've known when we've talked about these in the news before um and it's just part of this as well kind of um this one is more legit because it was from direct from the twitter account of mike flanagan um he just tweeted a picture of a clapboard um with midnight mass written on it and said day one here we go um so of Hell course yeah. Yes, we, we discussed at the start of the year that that was one of the, the they were literally then about to start shooting, um, which is his upcoming Netflix TV show, um, which he will be writing and directing every episode. Um, and it got shut down, obviously, due to COVID. And yeah, they, they have now started production. Um which is awesome. Um, I, like, I'm curious whether I guess Stranger Things and all that stuff. Like, I really don't know if they've started filming again, but it seems like we're at a place now in August where, like I say, film and TV production is really starting to ramp up again. Mm. Um, and that goes yeah, well, into just... what we've been saying for a while, doesn't it? About how, like, well, if production's starting again, these movies are going to want to come out in 2021, but we still have a bunch of movies that are just finished yeah. on reels right now, waiting to go. It's strange, really, but I guess kind of looking at. Um you know, where we're at, people could be getting together and starting to record stuff. Mm. Um, yeah, they could kind of pre-bubble before they start recording and then get, you know, get on the schedule and kind of keep things, you know, a little bit more closely knit than they normally would. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know, it's, it's super exciting to see that things, production is rolling because obviously we've got this big drought of movies and then we've got a ton that are in the bag, but there Mm. is a little bit of a concern that we get like this mad rush and then suddenly we have another bit of a break because all the movies still need to be made. So yeah, Mm. I'm glad that, you know, reels are rolling. 
yeah like i think that is the only good thing out of all of this is that like i don't have that worry that we will have that barren stretch because mm. yeah we just have so much stuff that would have been our 2020 um you know the movies that we would have seen of course the quiet place spiral etc etc the list goes on and on but then like yeah these these films and tv shows are in production right now which is extremely exciting um and yes, yeah, it's, it's I really just want some Stranger Things updates, man. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like I, I, you know, we discussed what was it last week with the Fair Street news? Mm. How kind of it seemed like Netflix is going to be doing this summer of horror thing um, next year. Um, and I definitely could see that Stranger Things being a part of that because obviously they was it was season three when they hit summer for the first time. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, and that, so that was, was a what, huge success summer? for them. Yeah, and that was that was so good for them, and I think mm. it made a lot of sense. So yeah, I could definitely see them doing that again. Um, yeah. Even though, like we said storyline wise i expected it to come out in the winter between november and december um based upon my own assumptions of, of where that series is going to be set um you know i really yeah. do think it's going to be set during either thanksgiving or christmas for the first time um but yeah it could be could, who knows yeah like, well thematically that makes sense because i like to have these different seasons and mm. holidays but i mean from the sounds of things it just needs to be when there is a school holiday with the kids potentially but who, yeah. who the hell knows you know we might get more of a time gap in this one and mm. all that stuff but i i just i i need more stranger things <laughs> i may just have to start re-watching it again just because yeah, it's so good especially after this week i was gonna say yeah we'll get into it but i had the exact same thought of you of like yeah. i've only i've i rewatched one prior to two and then i've yeah. only watched two and three once and so like i'm very oh, much man, in the mood you're, you're right right yeah right. i i really really want to go and just binge all three series so i think i might be doing that very soon um i'm doing yeah. it i'm doing it i'm having <laughs> it for the docket i'm doing it <laughs> um but yeah and then finally is the last news story um and then before yeah we get into some kind of upcoming stuff um this was just a really random one that um basically darren lynn bosman has got a new movie coming out this year um that is not spiral um i didn't it might be good yay (laughs) i I love i love that involuntary reaction i just got out of here I will not stand for it, all right? Like I am, I am already defending this movie to the death. Like it, it will be the hill that I die on in this podcast. I'm saying it right now. You thought I another in, bad in, tour in movie. your mind, you thought I was just saying positive. Yeah, I was like, yeah, he's with me. He's all right. That's all that someone could say. And then as you were responding, your mind caught up. Oh, it was fantastic. It was fantastic. It's, it's what I. Of- it's, it's it's one of the main reasons why I do the show, to be honest, to just catch you <laughs> off guard in these little moments. It's going to be a long year. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this movie um, called Death of Me um, is coming out October 2nd. Um, kind of, again, they're saying like... Theater. Are you sure it's not a documentary about his trials and tribulations <laughs> making the Saw movie? It could be. Um, but uh, yeah, obviously coming out this year. Um, I did watch the trailer for this one. It's very odd. Um, kind of the basic premise is this couple, um, they mm. were like out party the night before and then they wake up and they just have no recollection of what happened um yeah. and they have this like videotape a video recorder with them because they're on like holiday in some fancy island um i believe in thailand and they like watch back the footage of what happened the night before Brilliant. and basically the husband or i think is a husband or wife let's just say they are um he like kills his wife on the camera um but she's still alive and and oh, obviously okay. they don't know what's going on so then it's like they're trying to unravel mm-hmm. this mystery of what they've seen and the trailer gets super weird very very quickly um and so i i wasn't massively on board with it i was like oh this could be interesting but also looks super weird mm. um but i it's one that i'm definitely intrigued about but it's not one that kind of immediately shot up my list i have to be honest um 
and yeah kind of piggybacking off that i did also watch a little bit of the devil all the time trailer um we discussed it last week that movie that got announced um, with the crazy cast mm. um do you remember this one yeah i do when you said the crazy cast yeah and kind of like the, it was weird that they announced it or didn't have the trailer and then a few days after we recorded the trailer did come out and i kind of did my usual of like right i just want to see like the first minute of this just to see the flavor of it and oh yeah this was ticking all the right boxes for me i was like hell to the year it looked awesome um and yeah i think that one's coming in like september or something um and so yeah that kind of moves us on really to just a very briefly just discuss our upcoming schedule because that's what's exciting and we're talking a lot about these movies that are either august or september and even going into october um so it's it's really busy time for us and it's great mm. you know we've obviously it's been pretty quiet for a while um and obviously i think we did a, we did our best with filling it with that wonderful screen retrospectives um but now it's very busy and so next week we do have one slot free um next week obviously and then the week after is fright fest um so my god fright fest. <laughs> yeah it's super close like literally oh. one more one more week to go um Crazy. So, so yeah and kind of we discussed last week that we were going to see random acts of violence yeah. um yeah. so that's kind of one of this at the top of our list in terms of digital releases another movie that we hadn't even really discussed on the new or anything but i did see come out and seen a lot of positivity for is a movie called sputnik um which is this like russian sci-fi movie that just looks really crazy um so sure. i definitely that's definitely on my radar as well um so those are the, definitely the two digital releases. But I also saw that we've discussed it again in the news a lot. Peninsula um, is supposedly out this Friday. Um, I, yeah, like I'm seeing it saying that it's theaters and digital services. Um, I've checked our local cinema and they, they, I haven't seen anything for it yet, but I will keep checking prior to Friday. I was going to say ours normally doesn't refresh until mm. Thursday. Yeah, so so that's one to keep her eyes and ears open for. Um, and then, of course, the week after, the 28th, which is during Fright Fest, unfortunately, th- and there are already tickets for sale for this one at our cinema, mm. is is The New Mutants, Man. which is crazy that it's that Can you cost. believe that after all of the delays and everything else, it <laughs> seems like, bar something crazy happening, this movie is coming out, and it's coming mm. out Fright Fest weekend. I know it's so oh frustrating. God, yeah, like it's it's so annoying, and so it's a it's a case of like, yeah, we're we're obviously going to go see the movie and excited, and it probably it, it, you know it's almost definitely going to have to be the week after, um, which is a shame because yeah, we're obviously going to have to talk but the about the problem Fright is as well. Like we put up mad content for Friday. Yeah, like mm-hmm. it's probably not going to be one episode's worth of content. So yeah, no. we will <laughs> we'll obviously be getting new mutants to get into it, but yeah, we mm. just won't be getting to it as quick. But to be fair, it's a nice problem to have. Like, oh but yeah, that's the thing. That's why I we actually um, have movies we're excited for which is great yeah the uh, the shadow movie what was the shadow movie uh, random acts random of violence. yeah random acts of violence um mm. obviously like we were excited for that movie with with kind of we we were going to get that episode out ready for when uh it dropped on shutter and and then suddenly we had a chance to go to the cinema for the mm. first time since march and we're not going to pass that up uh, yeah so that's what we did exactly so yeah i just wanted to throw out a bunch of these movies that like there's at least four or five movies here that we've either got mm-hmm. or are right on the horizon that we're very excited for um mm-hmm. and again that you know by the time we start getting through these that'll put us in september as we've already discussed there's multiple movies that have september release dates that we're excited for um so it's feeling more like the norm now for the show of like here's a bunch of movies that we're excited for and it's a case of right which one do we watch first sort of thing which is great yeah um so yeah I, I absolutely cannot wait for the coming weeks um but this week we actually like i say do have a very exciting movie to discuss so shall we do it let's do it let's talk about spree
so yeah like obviously i guess first and foremost talking about the the cinema and the fact that this is the first movie we've seen at the cinema for five months um mm. it's so crazy yeah. obviously for, for us especially um you know we traditionally go every one or two weeks i think if we even go a month without going that's kind of rare for us um obviously talking just for the for the podcast but then also we do see a lot of other different movies as well um and so yeah like a five month stretch without the cinema was crazy uh-huh. to me right. and yeah, it was like I re- I didn't realize how much I guess I missed it until I was back there. Um, and it just really what it just really brought me back to how many amazing horror movies we've seen at that cinema. Um, I think just very briefly as well, like talking about the experience. I think uh, I want to get your take on it as well. But from my point of view, it was very similar to our normal cinema going experience. You know, we're, <laughs> we we just go there and see the film. You know, we're very antisocial in that aspect. I guess that it's not yeah. some big event for us. We we go specifically to see the movie and then we leave. And so I think the fact that that's kind of what they're trying to get get people to do of like, look, just go to the cinema, watch the movie, and leave um, is is no change to us. Um, and I think the fact that we just had to wear a mask while we go in and out is such like a tiny little thing that doesn't even bother me in the slightest. Um, that's like the only thing that i could even point to that was different um yeah and i, think- and, and I couldn't get my pre-cinema coffee to bring in yeah, uh, they need to sort know, that, but, to sort that out <laughs> but, but now i know that i will just bring one with me <laughs> yeah um, definitely i think the other aspect as well is like it was you know there was two people in our screening alongside us and mm-hmm. but then again that's like most films for us where if we're seeing these weird little horror movies they're never going to be packed yeah, out cinemas say, anyway in a weird indie horror movie mm. um, when do we see it half past six on a saturday like yeah. there's not there's not a ton of people that are going to be seeing that but we we saw what was it two people buying tickets at the same yeah. time like it was very quiet um I, it, it blew my mind pre-COVID how our cinema was staying open and mm. it blows my mind even further still. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I honestly don't know. And it, it, it did make me laugh. Obviously, the uh, bar area was closed, the, the Costa was closed, and the seating area was closed. Mm. But they were still happy to have someone scoop their hand in the popcorn to serve popcorn. Yeah. Clearly, that's the only thing that makes them money <laughs> yes. um, in the cinema. <laughs> Hundred uh, percent. You know the the bottled alcohol will not make the money. The cinema mm. tickets doesn't make the money. It's no. the, a very expensive popcorn. But uh, it did make me chuckle. But obviously, we're we're not touching any of that shit. We're here to see horror movies. Yeah, um, exactly. So I think for yeah, I, I guess you're the same, really. Of like, it just wasn't that different, was it? It just no, felt I, like pretty normal. <laughs> it, it felt like it felt like just coming back home. To be honest, mm. you know, like you said, it was so long, and you know, just getting back into those seats, and you know, it's so familiar, and you know, it's. Even pre us starting this podcast, it was it would probably be quite rare for us not to go to the cinema within five months. Uh, you know, for us to not go to the cinema within a month since recording the podcast was almost unheard of, unless there was a real drought of horror movies. So yeah, mm. this this five month wait has been a long one coming. Yeah, definitely, and I think it's it's super exciting for us. And I think for people that are craving the cinema out there, of course, like you know do it if you feel safe to do it and i think it all depends on obviously people's circumstances and all stuff like that i think speaking personally for us you know we live in an extremely high a low risk um area anyway um obviously the uk in general is is doing well right now compared to before but it specifically our area of the country is so low risk that i think that yeah. with the precautions we take wearing masks and staying well clear of everyone we are 
practically in no danger and so i think i wanted to kind of put that out there as well because i think that there will be people that are listening like international listeners that unfortunately won't have it as good as us and i feel for you guys definitely you know we and and, you know we didn't rush back either um you know our cinema has been open for for about a month and there's been some cool stuff being shown um but uh you know we both personally wanted to have a look and make sure that things didn't kind of you know when things reopen problems didn't happen and that sort of things you know i wouldn't be saying to people rush out day one but Mm. when safe to do so it 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 was it was you know a wait a long wait worth getting to and finally getting there was nice 100 percent um so yeah moving on to the actual movie um Mm. this one's an interesting one like did did you know you didn't know anything about this one right uh no no (laughs) yeah which is always great um so i had seen i'd heard about this movie um a few months back and Mm -hmm. caught the trailer and um yeah immediately kind of ticked a lot of boxes for me obviously it's got an actor in it that we enjoy but then also just like again the kind of the social media aspect horror of it um the technological horror kind of immediately pulled me in so straight away like it was like oh this is definitely a concept that i'm interested in and i kind of remember adding Mm -hmm. it you know to my list of upcoming films um and that's kind of where i saw this really of like i just expect did it to be getting like a digital release um and then when i saw it, it was like at our local cinema i was like really like this movie like i'd almost forgot what it was i was like spree spree oh yeah it was that one with the really cool trailer with the guy driving around in his car um so yeah like i definitely knew a little bit about this one yeah. um but yeah kind of what i guess what what is this movie about for people that have no idea um so yeah this movie um it like you say it kind of came out of nowhere really uh mm. for me anyway um but yeah starring um uh joe carey uh i.e steve from yeah. uh, stranger things fame um and when we say starring this is one of those movies that pretty much does center around him yeah um a leading role for sure yeah and he he is playing the uh fame thirsty kurt kunkel mm. um great name yeah. Oh, shit. what was his? What was his channel? Conkle's World Kurt's or World, something. Huh? Kurt's World ninety six. Kurt, Kurt's World. Kurt's World ninety six. Thank you. <laughs> um, and yeah, he is a uh, streamer, YouTuber, kind of, uh, you know, wannabe. Um, he he is kind of a guy that seems to be pretty much streaming from the start or the inception of these YouTube streamers, but has just never picked up a following. And then he has seen kind of um, people around him get quite, you know, high celebrity fame through this and following that he's craving. And so um, the opening of the movie is is pretty fantastic, where it's kind mm. of showing these little clips of all his YouTube videos throughout the year and his different kind of ideas and ways to get it. But he just he just isn't good and isn't engaging in these videos in a funny way to watch. And um he has come up with this uh, new idea to make himself go viral. And at the beginning of the film, it says kind of after however many years of trying, um, Kurt finally goes viral with the following kind of footage. Hmm. And it's his journey into becoming a viral uh, video fame. And um, his idea is basically he has become a spree driver, which is effectively a uh, an Uber driver. Yeah. And... Um, when he picks up his uh, passengers, he is live streaming from his car. He has multiple cameras set up in his car, and he's basically live streaming the journeys and everything that takes place. Um, and 
that and that already in itself is fantastic for me because I don't know about you, but I've watched quite a few uh, <laughs> uh, internet videos of Uber drivers and shenanigans that go down with them, and they <laughs> are right. really entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting so, you say that. We'll get into that a bit more, but yeah, like I've specifically I haven't watched Uber drivers, no, but I've watched like an insane amount of just streamers and YouTubers. But yeah, it's funny. Yeah. I didn't even know that was like a little subsection. <laughs> yeah, it, not not necessarily planning to stream, but but. Right people uber drivers do seem to have cameras in their cars for mm. their safety and i've yeah. seen like a ton of like drunk people get in the car oh, yeah. i've seen a lot of dash cam and... weird stuff yeah not yeah not but from inside the vehicle right yeah yeah of like the conversations that people have and that sort of thing and it's hilarious but anyway mm. and so the, it's picking up on that and um uh but uh yeah his plan does seem to be a little bit more sinister as as the movie unfolds mm. um and and yeah, I, I think I'm you know in terms of plot, I'm going to leave it there. I think kind of um, what we end up getting is we we find out very early on that um, a uh, kid that Kurt um, babysat as a child has become like a you know low key I'd say um, internet celebrity mm. kind of you know streamer and that sort of thing and and you know not not like you know crazy big but but it's a kurt's eyes he's an idol you know yeah. he, he idolizes him and he was like you know i babysat for this kid and i want to be like his level um we get introduced to um a character called jesse adams who is this kind of um underground comedian and she kind of um is preparing for kind of a very big gig where she can go you know she's hoping to go viral herself and kind of um uh, so we follow her direct throughout this movie as well. Mm. And um, definitely another notable character is uh, Kurt's dad, <laughs> who is the one and only David Arquette. That's oh, yes. David Arquette cannot get off this podcast right now. No, and um, he got he got a new cinema release in 2020, yeah, which blows my mind. If we're not watching his movies from 20 years ago, we're talking <laughs> about him being cast in the sequels to those movies. Then we're seeing those movies again, and now we're actually seeing him in a new film for 2020. Like, 2020... Uh, uh, may unofficially be the year of david Arquette. <laughs> i absolutely love it and i have no problem with that whatsoever no shall we <laughs> shall we do an episode of his uh rise to wrestling fame that's my yes question i was gonna you. say that we used to do a special on all of his movies like <laughs> what we've got eight-legged freaks as well like ready yeah, to rumble bad. that'd be that'd be awesome <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean i mean you know i i wouldn't be the first to say it but david arquette's filmography all killer no filler <laughs> yes <laughs> 100%. But yeah, but yeah, getting back to this, um, I guess that's kind of, uh, you know, the, the plot. I, you know, mm. I, I don't necessarily want to unpick too much more than that because I think that sets up enough. Um, yeah, that was a lot. You, you, you have an idea about what this movie is about. Um, mm. and, and I think, you know, uh, coming off that, I, I guess, you know, what did you think of this one? Um, I absolutely love this movie. Uh, it, it kind of is such a matte film in so many ways. Um, I think what we discussed really like the use of technology and this is one of those films that is kind of, um, you know, you're seeing the footage of all these cameras constantly. So it's, mm -hmm. it's mostly, you know, a lot of his car cams, but then just a lot of mobile phone streaming from loads of different angles. Um, and yeah, just like the, 
it really reminded me of a kind of unfriended dark web and also the movie searching um where kind of like they're piecing together from loads of different angles and cameras so it doesn't feel that static like found footage was such a weird term for so long because mm. when you think about it with like blair witch and stuff it was always like a single camera yeah and that, found and that... footage was historically a character that mm. was single single camera and yeah you know it was blair witch it was quite yeah. field. it was it was those and you know this new subgenre that we're watching you know spree and 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 unfriended is its own you know i don't know what we necessarily call it yeah because like they're it's edited together really well and it uses multiple camera angles so you don't get that fatigue of just one thing but then it is all like in universe stuff um i thought it was really cool as well that like they do actually explain what you're seeing towards the end of the movie and i'm not one of those people that need that in the slightest like i i'm there for the ride i know that i'm watching a movie not a documentary so like that problem that some people have when they're watching like vhs or whatever and they're like oh how is there you know audio edited into this and i'm just mm. like i don't care about that in the slightest but i do like that they give a cool reason right at the end of like here's what you've actually seen and so that was cool um yeah, but yeah just like the 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 level of like the filmmaking craft i thought on display in this movie again really reminded me up there with unfriended dark web and searching where they're just constantly splicing all these different angles together there's a lot of information on the screen like early on obviously because he's like this fake uber driver Mm -hmm. um or their version of uber um it's like you know uh you know you see the little map on the screen and the destination and the pickup and all of that stuff and there's just there's so much stuff going on at the screen at all times which i love and Mm. I think with searching did that probably the best I've seen up until this point, because it was like multiple chat logs and email threads and all of that stuff. And it does almost feel like a video game at times where you just want to like pause it and go through it all. Um, yeah. And, and that's what I loved about this, especially because you have these live streams with the comment section in particular. And th- there's times in this movie where there's like free live streams going on at the same time on the screen with multiple comment sections going pretty quickly and Mm. i don't know about you but i was just loving reading the comments and like they were it was so accurate to like exactly what the level of like what you actually get on these live streams where it ranges from like people actually comment on what they're seeing to just these dumb comments that make no sense to like really pervy comments to like really dark comments to just like lol that's fake and just yeah. all of that stuff to me people felt just so having a genuine. conversation about ordering a pizza yeah. just, just like you know whatever <laughs> you know it was it was it was fantastic you're right yeah so like just uh, so like i think coming from that place of someone who has spent an obscene amount of time watching these types of things it felt so genuine to me and then kind of when we get to our main character of kurt um i think it's such a good portrayal of these youtubers and streamers and i think that he must have done an insane amount of research um watching these guys because i think that he absolutely nailed it um and i think it's such a cool cross between kind of these wannabe youtubers streamers mixed with these very sad lonely almost like school shooter type people that do end up doing these horrific acts and i think that he does such a good job of tying that all together and just like honestly blown away by it really where um you take a guy who we're obviously big fans of and i love that he's took such a big risk here because he's such a lovable character as steve and like he has i'm sure he has a plenty of young fans who love him as that character and i think this is a hell of a risk to play someone like this who is he is likable in weird ways but he's also like you say real scummy and and a real you know loner and not in like a cool interesting way just in like a really sad way and i think Mm. that it's bold of him to take a choice like this anyway so i just think that aside well well is another reason why i really enjoyed it um 
but yeah, there's there's loads more to get into, and I want to hear your take. But overall, I love this movie. It really blew me away. Yeah. Like I was intrigued from the premise, and like I say, I thought, man, this is going to be a Matt film. Um, but yeah, it, it still blew away my expectations. I loved it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I mirror a hell of a lot what you said there. Really, that this mm. this movie, um, yeah, blew me away completely. Um, I have some criticisms which I'll come into, mm. but my. My biggest takeaway was it was the, the the things that they did set the bar so high, you know, um, the with, with some of these movies, like the credits roll and you're in straight away. And this this was one where yeah. the second the second kind of Kurt comes on the screen and we get we get his um, little intros to his videos and the, the, the text telling us all about him and that I was just 100 percent sold into this movie you could not have gotten me out of that cinema seat at that point. And um, I think, you know, one of the major takeaways from this is the performance. Mm. I think kind of um, Joe's performance in this is unbelievable. As you said, like, um, obviously we're huge fans of his from Stranger Things. He's one of my favorite characters on the show. Um, But for him to do something like this, a character that, you know, he just nails it so much, you know, exactly what you've said, this, this, failing youtuber that just wants that internet fame and is just getting slowly and slowly away from it and as he's mm-hmm. getting away from it he's becoming darker and darker as a human being like i don't i don't think he set out as a horrible human being i think like he become it over the years because mm. he just couldn't get what he was after and it's such a real portrayal of um unfortunately people that are going through this you know th- there's a lot of people out there that want um the internet fame and have got these YouTube channels and not everyone gets it. And, you know, sometimes, you know, in, in this situation, Kurt is looking at other channels and thinking like, I'm, I'm better than this and my content is more fun. Why aren't I getting those views? And sometimes the answer is just, you know, luck or, you know, timing and everything else. And I, I just thought it was a fantastic portrayal of that. And then, um, the the one of the biggest takeaways for me was the overall presentation of the package that you've talked about here where um sometimes these movies can feel um i was trying to think of the one where there was like the facebook um ghost killer oh, yeah. type one that was unfriended one wasn't it was, oh was it unfriended one? Oh, unfriend request friend as well request. that's the one i was thinking of mm. um that's the one when they try to get them down to zero friends isn't it or whatever yes oh yeah. well, that would be mm-hmm. unfriended wouldn't it anyway um no, I, don't no, I think i think i think that is the way, one you're talking about because we did way, that for the show yeah um i think it we yeah, i think it was that and friend um friend request and um that movie had a really hokey looking Facebook and all of the UI yeah. just didn't feel real. And it was, it was done well, but because they had no license, which I completely understand, they tried to make it so close to it that it just felt, you know, fake. Whereas, whereas this is clearly Uber, but instead of, you know, worrying about that, they just made this UI that looked fantastic. I really love seeing the app and all of that stuff. Um, you know, I loved, you know, it, it again the videos that are shown they don't they're not like branded youtube are they but they effectively look so much like a youtube video that the clips and stuff we get that's effectively what they are yeah like i don't um, think they had youtube specifically but it's weird because later on they definitely have like reddit and other you know licenses yeah, so it is weird but, that, like they but, don't have them all, i guess but it just it just blends in seamlessly and all of the ui mm. just looks fantastic and like you say these moments where you've got 
uh, passengers in the car and we've got some inside the car passenger cams. We've got Kurt's um, stream on his face. We've then got a chat log. We've then got the Uber app and we've got all these different things on screen. And it could have been a jumbled mess, but instead it was mesmerizing. And mm. and I was the same as you. Like I was pinging around everywhere. My eyeballs couldn't keep up. I think um, as he starts to um, amass a following and the chat gets more active, um, it, it did scroll too fast for me, whereas I, mm. I started to find it distracting because I did want to read all the comments and it was just impossible. And I know that's what it was trying to get at. Um, but it, it, I wish it did kind of slow down a little bit there. Um, and I, I guess for me as well, when, when we actually kind of um, unpack um, Kurt's kind of motive and what his kind of plan is to, to get that internet fame, I loved it so much. I thought it was fantastic. And I, and I really wanted that to pan out more because his... His original plan then gets sidetracked um, and when kind of Jesse's character comes into the movie a bit more. And I, I almost didn't want them to collide the way they did or as early as they did. I, I really mm. wanted more of Kurt's kind of original plan because I love that more than anything. Um, but ultimately, I still loved the whole movie. And when credits rolled, I had a big old smile on my face. Um, yeah, it, it was just a great time, like being back in the cinema after so long and then seeing a movie that that is a banger because... Um, you know, if the movie had sucked, we'd have been like, wow, we waited five months for this. And it's not like mm-hmm. we we waited for a movie that we were super excited for. You know, New Mutants is just around the corner and we are excited for that. But, uh, you know, we took a gamble on this movie and it 100% paid off. Yeah, that's one of the best things, like you say, of like to come back to the cinema and it wasn't one of these countless movies that we actually have this genuine excitement for. It was one that you obviously didn't know anything about and I knew a little bit about, but it it really did just catch us off guard. And I think that's why this is ultimately going to be one of the best surprises of the year. Because mm-hmm. um, I think that if we'd have seen this in any context, we would have loved it. But seeing it in the context we did, I'll always have a special place in my heart for this movie now. Like I'll always remember seeing it and be like, man, this was when like cinema returned for me. And it was, it really like this movie just really put me in a good mood and just like kind of, especially with the rest of 2020, like it has been difficult at times to kind mm. of keep that positive attitude, um, you know, in the current climate. And I think that this movie really just was like, no, there is going to be new movies. And like, I think w- what this movie did for me was 2020 is, is not going to look the way we thought it would at the start of the year. Of course, like the movies that we were excited for clearly aren't going to come out this year a lot of them in particular but i think movies like this show to me that like that doesn't matter all of the time because you will still get stuff that will surprise and shock you um and as long as you're going out there and seeing new horror movies you're always going to find stuff that you really love and latch on to and like yes we should have seen you know Candyman and stuff like that by now which of course we're still excited for um i think movies like this show me that like i can't wait for fright fest and i can't wait for all the other you know new digital movies that are going to come out obviously around halloween like we're going to see new movies um either way and we're gonna find cool stuff like this for sure um so yeah like i had an absolute blast with this movie i think my only kind of um negative is the runtime i i felt like it was a little bit long towards the end um it's Mm. it says it's 93 minutes and i think that for me personally this was maybe 10 or 12 minutes too long um i think definitely when you 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 touched upon it how the movie starts to focus away from kurt mm. um i think those moments in the movie are good and they definitely serve a purpose but i think they just spend a little bit too long on them there, there's two scenes in particular towards the end with our secondary characters um when i was like 
okay, this has gone for too long. Like, where, like I, I've almost forgot where Kurt is in this yeah. world now because so much is going on. Yeah, and I need world, to man. see him exactly. Um, and and again, that goes to show you that like it's such a good lead performance and so charismatic mm. that like it is. You, you should know that as a filmmaker, like especially when you've shot the movie and you have the role of editing the movie, I guess. I don't obviously it doesn't matter if it's the same person or not. But I think you need to determine that like people are gonna be pretty much loving this character at this point in the movie. And so you really can't keep him off screen for that long because you're gonna I'm gonna miss him. Um but that was the only downside for me. I think that um another thing I want to touch upon is like because it's funny because it says it on the poster, I believe, where it talks about how it's something like it says something like this generation's American psycho or something along those lines. Right. Um, okay. And when I first saw that, I was like, huh. But the more I think about it, the more I totally agree with that comparison because it's got this insanely charismatic lead performance. Um, American it's a char- for the digital age. Yes. Um, it's, it's a character who you shouldn't like, but you really do like. And I think the other aspect of it that really is like American Psycho is that this movie is like very zany and very not to be taken seriously. Mm. It's very silly, very over the top. It, it gets to a certain point with what, what's happening in Kurt's adventures where it's so farcical that like you can't take it seriously because this would just never happen. It um, took and me a while to get there though. Yeah. Um, to be honest with 100%. you. And I think, I think that's a good point to touch upon that I think think i would prefer to have known that going in that mm. um there's kind of like a I, i'm not even really going to go into it but he, he, well there, there's kind of no i'm not going to go into it <laughs> but um <laughs> i don't i really don't want to spoil this movie because i really do enjoy it that much and i think um yeah but um it it has there was this one moment where i was like that's unbelievable and zany and then i realized no this movie is just unbelievable yeah. and zany because the the opening monologue of this movie is very serious mm. and even though the videos that they put in front of us is very serious it's displayed to us in a very straight documentarian type way and so it made me think that this is a very straight movie and it's not and and to its credit it it, it shouldn't be because it works what it's trying to do but yeah going into it i didn't know that and it did throw me a little bit um yeah i realized um that yeah he he is going to do things and get away with things and and things are going to happen that wouldn't happen in the real world but that's okay because this is it's a fun journey exactly and that and that's what reminded me of like american psycho Mm. just like he's doing these these insane fiascos but he's just getting away with it and in the other aspect of it that really reminded me of that movie was that for as zany and silly as that movie is american psycho it has really awesome messaging and social commentary that mm-hmm. is like still valid today and you know th- you know theirs is more on kind of commercialism and like a lot of stuff that was going on in the 80s the wall street guys and all of that stuff yeah. like the materialism of the world whereas i think this movie is of course the portrayal of social media and the portrayal of youtubers and streamers and this this want to have fame at any cost and i think they did it really really well and i think it's already believable i think this movie has a really good strong message message mm. that i that i was interested in and kept me interested throughout but then also the movie's just really zany and, and overall just entertaining it's not a movie that is just trying to get mm. across this message and be like right we need to keep these youtubers exactly like as a youtuber would be and we can't possibly stray away from that the movie's like screw that it's we're going to make an entertaining movie that also has a cool message um, yeah and i think i think it does very well with um the 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 um kind of want to be famous and and how that can really hurt people that aren't and kind of the uh, but it also really focuses on the price of fame with um the jesse adams character and that sort of thing and and kind of the weight of fame as well and you kind of uh, obviously his um the 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 youtuber that he um 
it babysits for we see that side of it as well mm. so you see kind of both sides of this youtube world as well and i think both were portrayed really well and really genuinely and i think it just kind of um yeah it's a really great commentary on the world where we are right now um and you know i i, I haven't massively been on that kick but i can only imagine like these youtubers that are streaming from home and stuff like how their viewership must have gone up in the covid mm. world yeah. um, because people are running out of things to watch and kind of you know you you might get people that have gone from you know a few thousand views to hundreds of thousands of views and what that actually does for you in that kind of you know world um i think this this movie does start to portray really well um mm. And and yeah, it's uh, for me my my standaway um, uh, moment from this movie is the performance more than anything. Though everything else that this movie does so well, um, it just blows me away. Joe's performance and yeah, yeah, like I will be looking out for him more and more now and what he does. Well, I think what's awesome is when you have someone like that who you you know Stranger Things in particular, I think is a really good example of this. Of it's a show that we love, but it's characters that we love. Mm-hmm. And so when you have that cast, who of course are all amazing in the show, you do start to get a disconnect of will I still like these people outside of this show? Mm-hmm. Like, and so I think it's fascinating because I've not seen you know we are starting to see the David Harbors and the Millie Bobby Browns and obviously the some of the people that are in it. Like we are starting to see them in other movies and stuff um but the, but i have not you know i've still not seen a lot of the cast from stranger things in a, in other stuff yet no. um and this was you know for me I, I i'm sure for you as well this is the only thing that i've seen joe in outside of stranger things yeah um i've only ever seen him play steve and so like i did wonder like do i just love steve and yeah. i you know, the answer is yes i do love steve but also he's an amazing actor um and yeah i agree with you this is one of the best performances i've seen this year in any well steve is a very one-dimensional character you know mm. he he is a very basic character and um you know a character that i love but he he is you know he is what he is and it is very one-dimensional and he does have these moments but like this is just a whole nother level of what he can do and and different you know um dimensions to it i thought it was fantastic also i think with these movies um you have uh like almost like segments with different passengers that come along and different conversations and i i i absolutely loved all of them yeah um kind of you know the, the different uh people that are in the car and and honestly like i wanted more of that like you speak you spoke about the runtime and i do agree that the part the way this movie went it then ended up going long mm. but if they'd have cut some of that and had two or three more passengers in kurt's car like at the beginning bit i would have been down for that because i i absolutely loved all of those conversations and interactions yeah, I completely agree. The first half of this movie, there's not a single second wasted. Like, it's yeah. all, all great stuff. Um, yeah. yeah, I think that I, you touched upon kind of the setup for this movie, which I thought was fascinating, was something that I didn't know going in, was the fact that he's this guy who's been doing this for, I think they said, like, 10 years on and off. And well, if it's Kurt's World 96, did he actually start it in 96? I don't know. Um, I, I don't know if it was maybe his date of birth or something. I really don't know. But um, the yeah, obviously... Point um the uh yeah like he's been doing it for this long and and they say like he's never hit barely double digits and i mm. think that is fascinating as someone who watches a lot of youtube and a lot of like twitch and streaming and that like i definitely gravitate towards people that have audiences and it's either for that yeah 
it's either for that personality or it's specifically to watch like a game or a genre and and so the, the idea that there's these people out there who obviously have a passion for it and want to do it and they just never find the audience i think is so interesting and so yeah. like I'm, I'm with you when you talked about how this movie got you instantly this movie got me because of that where i was like huh so we're now watching this guy who's who's wanted to make a living doing this thing and he and it just hasn't worked out and so now he's come up with this one idea that's going to make him famous mm. and that to me was like all i needed it was such a good sound I, I think it you know it is slightly personal to us mm. where you know obviously when we set up this podcast we generally thought no one would ever listen to it and the fact <laughs> that people do on a weekly basis blew our minds then and it does now and like it it happened reasonably quickly for us which was incredible but like um you know, I, I really thought we would not, we wouldn't turn out the way that Kurt turned out. But <laughs> we, we, we could have been him where we were just getting, you know, these, these extremely low numbers week in, week out and couldn't ever get a breakthrough, you know, and it kind of, you know, it, 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 it did kind of feel, you know, in, in that way, a bit personal as well. And that, that, you know, I can see how that can happen. And, you know, when, you know, we are in that world where we we're looking at numbers and and seeing how things grow and that sort of thing and and yeah kind of you know for someone to be in that situation where they're just barely getting no one listening to their voice when their voice could be very interesting it is you know it is difficult and it you know it, how you get that winning formula is is very difficult I think it's a reality of that type of thing as well is that mm. it is fascinating that those are never the people that will ever get talked about. We all know the big streamers and the big YouTubers because they get talked about all the time, but mm. the people that are just grinding away doing it, that never get the views. They will literally never be heard of. And mm. I think that was what was interesting to me with the mix of that combined with this more sinister element. Um, yeah. Which I think that because Joe is so likable, the movie tends to stare away from it. Um, but I have to imagine that they've seen some of these because a lot of these people have made youtube channels um you know specifically talking about these people in america who, who go out and do these horrible acts yeah. um, they do you know i've seen these videos where they do film themselves talking prior to doing these horrible acts and mm. i think that he captured that energy just so yeah. perfectly um again he does it in a more charming charismatic way and again i think that's why i talk about american psycho is like he's a serial killer but he's like so lovable in that role because he's Christian mm. Bale. And I think Joe does exact same thing air hair of like, he's this loner, you know, real bad type energy person, but he's just so likable and charming because of that performance. And so I think this is a movie that is really, really hard to pull off on so many levels. Yeah. As we've discussed, the performance but has to be so layered mm. because he has this nervous energy, this sinister energy behind him. That's terrifying when it comes mm -hmm. out. And like, he's not a terrifying dude. No. To, to look at and to talk to and anything else but it's that energy that he has and that psychopathic tendency and when it comes out it is terrifying you know and the the violence in this movie um isn't graphic or in your face uh, in particular the, the the first half of this movie isn't um towards the end it can be mm -hmm. but um the first half of the movie isn't but it's terrifying because of his energy and his excitement and his kind of um yeah, just just sinister um, plan and kind of seeing that un unwind. And he kind of um, what is, does he call it? The plan or something? It's the lesson. The lesson. Thank you. Yeah, and he's like the lesson, and he's given these, le you know, step one and all of these things, and it's just terrifying. And like, mm. it's so real. Um, you know, uh, only seeing some of this, a little bit of this real life stuff that is just horrible. Um, you know, he captures it in in such a 
genuine way and yeah it, it is a little bit terrifying how real this movie is in a lot of ways mm. yeah for sure i i just overall i, I really love this movie i think it's mm. a big loud movie and i think that that makes sense for this world because the world of youtube and streaming is very big and loud um mm. and i think that the soundtrack goes along with that i really enjoyed the soundtrack and it suited this yeah. movie perfectly um it's something that i wouldn't choose to listen to on my own spare time but i know it, it just suited this movie super well um and so i think yeah going into kind of recommendations like for me personally i would wholeheartedly recommend this um on every level i think that there is definitely going to be a, a, a subset of horror fans that don't enjoy this sort of thing um and i know that like the you know if you are more i guess i don't want to offend people but i want to say more old school minded because like this to me is modern and new and fresh and it's fine if you don't like this sort of thing because you really do have to have a tolerance for kind of young young people and the way they act on camera basically which is very hyper and very over the top um but i think even if you don't have that interest in that world like i do like give this a go for all the reasons we've said of like it's such a good lead performance even if you don't know anything about the world of youtubers and streaming i think you'll still enjoy this um because it's just so well made overall and just like like we said before the overwhelming like craft of the movie um i think if you've seen something like searching i think that's a better touchstone where it's yeah, not this so. loud abrasive movie but it does use the same type of techniques watch something like that and if you desperately you know if you love that which i think you should because it's awesome and you want to see more then this is definitely the step to go for me yeah definitely i think you know i'd, I'd recommend this to to everyone in in any way that you can see it i think it's worth seeing in the cinema it was mm. worth the uh the five month wait to see this movie i think yeah. um if you only see it on streaming, it's worth the money for that. And definitely if it's on demand, go see it straight away. I yeah. think, um, as you said, with this movie, I definitely don't think it's going to be for everyone as well. Mm -hmm. um, you um, do have to like this sort of thing. And it is, you know, um, very much a very current horror movie. You know, when, when uh, we look back on this in years to come, potentially, you know, it will feel very much like it is a, you know, pre-COVID 2020 world, you know, mm. that, that we're, we're looking at here. And, and you know, it's it's fascinating and it captures that bubble, I think, perfectly yeah. um, with with Uber and streaming and YouTube fame and all of that stuff. Just uh, it captures it perfectly in a horror movie and, um, and obviously all the horrible things that people do with those platforms as well. Um, so, yeah, I, I, it was just fantastic. I think you can tell from our conversation on mm. it that we just got a real energy for this movie yeah. um, and it, it definitely for us, we are in that subset of, we like this sort of genre within, you know, subsector within a horror and, and yeah, so it was a massive win for us. Yeah, like th this reminds me of like when we saw Lords of Chaos last year, and it mm. was like I I knew immediately that this wasn't a movie that was going to break out and be and and you know be yeah. adored by and the friend too. Yeah, um, but I think with and but with this, it was like it just spoke to me on so many of my own interests, and then it just they absolutely nailed it, and it just I had that that genuine excitement to talk about it. Like these are the types of movies why we do this show of like we can only be honest and give our own opinions, and we both love this movie, and so this will be a movie that we'll talk about time and time. Again again because there's gonna be a certain subsector like I, I have no idea about the reviews or anything like that but like i've not really seen anyone talk about this especially in no, a world where there aren't not. 
there aren't a lot of big releases so like now is the time for movies to make an impact like we talk about host Mm. and it was awesome to see that that did break out and i not only saw people in the horror community talking about it but people outside of that community and it somehow managed to do that and it's very hard to do it and i'm glad that movie done it as well because that movie's great um but i i want to see people talking about spree and and watching it because like you said i think it's just such a relevant movie for right now and it's yeah it's just awesome man um but yeah that was our discussion on spree we will take a short break and we will be right back So yeah, that is pretty much it this week. Um, we did watch another movie though um, we over did. the weekend, which we can briefly discuss. Kind of was it? Yeah, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about Scream, um, our first experience of a drive-through cinema. Um, mm-hmm. We saw another movie this week. Um, it was we not did. at the drive-in cinema, but it was at the same venue. Um, so it was an outdoor screen, um, but just not in the car this time. Um, and it was another Wes Craven movie, <laughs> of yeah. course. Course, if you're going to put a Wes Craven on a big screen, uh, a Wes Craven film on a big screen, I'm going to go see it. Yeah, and I think I'm these... dragging someone probably. <laughs> Well, I think these are the two that you'd want to see um, because, right. yeah, we saw a Nightmare on Elm Street, um, which I just loved so much about How is seeing it for you, movie? man. Because, like, yeah, well, I want I want your thoughts on this movie because obviously you don't see this support. movie as often as me, and so no. g- give me your thoughts, man. My thoughts on this movie it may shock you. Um, I loved this so much and i think that when you're watching it now of course you're seeing the birth of a franchise and you're seeing the birth of a horror icon but i think Mm. if you try and put that to the side and just watch it as a standalone horror film um i i genuinely think it's so underrated still to this day i know that might be a ridiculous thing to say Mm. um and i think it's it to me it is in the contention easily of best horror movie of all time um i think it's like yeah. I, I think it's like one of the most original films i've ever seen hands down like the concept is just so insane still to this day mm. um you know like it's a, a killer movie but the killer can only get you in his dreams like that is just so cool and original um i think the fact that the special effects and visual effects in this movie blow me away like every time i watch it like mm. we're in 2020 and i really thought i'd get to a point where the effects wouldn't still make me like you know drop my jaw but they do yeah. they they look that goddamn good and it, it i'm frustrated that i don't know who did these special effects like we we talk a lot about the tom savinis and he's obviously a god in that mm. in that aspect and he deserves it but like i don't know who did the effects for the original nightmare on Elm street but whoever they did they made some of the best effects i've literally yeah. ever seen in a film <laughs> um and then the other aspect of that is the soundtrack um again i don't know who did the soundtrack for this movie but it might be the best soundtrack for a horror movie i've ever seen it's so original it's charles bernstein is the guy that does the soundtrack right Um, and i don't know who the special effects guy is it's incredible like obviously Mm. you have like the theme the main theme and all that stuff is so iconic but just like Mm. every scene is filled with this cool like original music that just um perfectly fitted the theme of the movie um and so i think if you look at those all those aspects of like how original this concept is the special effects are just out of this world incredible soundtrack like like you say i think because it's the start of something of course there's all these movies we all know who freddy krueger is at this point um i think to me that kind of detracts away from it because i think if this was just one and done 
forever and that's sad and i'm glad that doesn't exist because i want more freddy but if there was just one movie called a nightmare on elm street i think people would hold it up there with you know yeah. silence of the lambs text chainsaw massacre the shining i think to me this is easily a top five movie of all time in the horror genre um and still to this day i think it's ridiculously enjoyable like the fact that there's like no downtime i think every scene is like interesting still and yeah i loved it man i absolutely loved it um so it definitely happy. It definitely makes me want to like kick on and watch them all again. Um, do it, man. Do it. I've, I've given you the documentary. Watch the documentary <laughs> and you're going to kick on and want to watch the rest. Um, and I, you'll have I, a great time. I want to, but I feel like we need to just, we need to do shows on them. Like it feels just like <laughs> not worthy if we don't do shows on it. But I know what I mean, especially because like you have no real perspective on mm. Freddy's Dead or, or mm. four and five. Like you probably don't have a massive kind of memory of three. Like you'll have no. somewhat of a memory, but not but, crazy. But this is the one that i've seen the most and even mm. this had scenes that i completely forgot think, and so the sequels are or even less yeah now. yeah i think kind of yeah to touch upon it for me like it's really funny that you put that lens on it because i'd put that lens on it when i watched mm. it for some weird reason this time where i think for me i've not watched this movie for a long time with no other distractions so we were in a field watching this movie and i didn't mm. have kind of social media or anything else massively distracting me and i and um so i kind of watched it for what it was and it really is just this stellar, you know, standalone idea. And even all of the other movies just don't have that because they're all different elements and they're building upon the franchise. But um, the the like you say, the special effects when when they pull Freddy's face off and reveal that skull, that's a crazy special effect. Mm. It doesn't get a lot of um, kind of highlight reel footage. You know, it's all about the. Um, the first death, the Brad Pitt being sucked into the bed and kind of, you know, uh, who did I just say? <laughs> Brad Pitt. Johnny <laughs> <laughs> Depp being pulled into the bed. And, um, and I love, yeah, I love when she goes up the stairs. That's one of my favorite special effects. Yeah. Yeah. That works fantastically well as well. Um, and, and um, it's just, it's just hilarious how simple it was. Uh, one mm -hmm. of the things that I looked out for, which you, which you wouldn't have is the Johnny Depp death when the blood kind of so the room was upside down when that yeah. was filmed and so they just dropped blood but because of um it was on like a pendulum to spin the room around um so it could be the right way or the wrong way and when they they put so much blood in it that everything flipped and um the cameraman got flipped completely 180 and the entire room flipped and the blood just went everywhere on the set and that's the shot that they've used because they only had one take of it. So when the blood kind of pours out of the bed and then the final scene, you can see the blood going sideways um, right. <laughs> because the whole perspective had shifted. And like you just wouldn't be able to capture that shot. And like it looks so weird. And I've always like seen that particular shot and thought to myself, it's so weird that the blood is shooting out of the bed upwards and then it goes across the ceiling diagonally and it always kind of made me think like I don't know whether it works and, and then like the more I saw it I thought no it's super sinister and then actually hearing like that that was a cock up that, that they had one take of it and that was it <laughs> and like they almost killed the cameraman I think like everyone that was underneath the house got flipped uh loads of people got sent like in a pool a river of blood across the soundstage and like to get like one of the most iconic horror scenes and like the chaos behind it was fascinating and yeah mm -hmm. watching it recently with that kind of informed lens was 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 really fun um yeah i just had a great time 
But it's so crazy, like what you just said, like that level back then in like a horror movie is like almost unheard of. Like that yeah. level of fear. Like that you talking about how that shot was made reminds me of exactly hearing about like Christopher Nolan making Inception. Mm. And like but like that came out in twenty ten and it's like this huge blockbuster movie that costs like two hundred and fifty million dollars to make. Like yeah. that couldn't be further away from them making a nightmare on Elm Street. Um but it's the same energy, you know, it's just yeah, like Yeah, and I think that's it. And and the documentary I have to touch upon again is Stella. And it goes into it in such longer length, and and get, there's footage of the the room <laughs> that you see as well, and it's just like you say, the production design and the way that they pull these things off. The, these guys were just psychos, man. Like, mm. and and yeah, I'm sure that so many techniques from this movie have been cribbed over the years, you know, and and no movie has touched upon it since the sequels, you know, have struggled, um, you know, and and that's why the remake just couldn't live up to it because. Um, you know, with, with with Halloween and Texas Chainsaw Massacre and that, you're living up to fantastic movies. But like this, with with Freddy as Freddy and with the the, the effects the way they were, the, you can't get better than either of those. So no. remaking it is only going to ever be subpar. Yeah. Um, it was just that's yeah. why i think it's it is a difficult one because like i love that the, he became this horror icon that's in all these movies but i think it's it's one of those ones that he's just he's perfect in the first movie in mm. every way like every scene they use freddy is absolutely perfect he speaks the exact right amount you want like he gets the right amount of kills and just all that stuff is just so good mm. um, <laughs> i think my biggest takeaway as well is like wes as a director having you know rewatched scream and like run Arm street again very recently i think a lot is, is said about you know when we discuss these modern day uh film these directors i think we we put them into that author category because they are very hands-on with a lot of aspects um mm. you know they write they direct and they have a very distinct image but i think for me wes as a director his biggest strength is the fact that he realized and, and he knows that it's a collaboration to make a horror movie or to make any movie and yeah. so you look at what he did with nightmare on street and that's why i'm discussing the fact that you know, he didn't do the special effects and he didn't do the soundtrack, but it's no surprise that they turn out as good as they did because he gets the right people in and he knows how to make them flourish, you know, and make them be the well, best. He's, they he's can. a visionary and everyone around him aspires to be to that level, I think. Yeah. Um, so it's almost like he's not the, you know, he's not the Tarantino auteur who kind of wants to do a bit of everything, but he's the guy who he gets the right the people to do. Exactly. Like he is the, he's like an old school director where, and, he, and, and I think Scream as well, Empl uh, exemplifies that where it's like he got a guy in who wrote an amazing yeah, original he didn't, even, he didn't even write the script for script yeah and you then know? it's like he gets the right cast to play the right characters and i think that's why to me he's one of the best directors of all time not just because of his own visions and especially you know in those early days in like the hills of eyes days when he is a bit more hands-on with everything those movies show how talented he, he talented he is of course in those aspects mm. but i think later on when he got more people around him he is a director that can like I don't know. I just think he can get the best out of everyone. I think to me, that is a really understated quality in, in the world-class directors. We, we always want to talk about just the name all the time, the one guy, but I think every great movie is of course a great collaboration. And so, yeah, he just does that so phenomenally to me. Um, he's just such a talent man. And, and yeah, it's just great that we can just continue to watch his movies forever. Um, that's that's part one of the nightmare on elm street retrospective <laughs> yeah i was gonna say we we better save the actual film because yeah we're gonna have to do that at some point <laughs> like the, like we what we knocked out like four of wes's movies which is great but there's still a plenty more to get to at some point yeah, <laughs> i think every time we just get an empty week we do a wes movie 
Yeah, well, I'm totally down for that, but it's not going to happen for a while. <laughs> okay, you are <laughs> correct. As, as we discussed, um, new movies are coming out, and if they're anything like Spree, I'm very, very excited for the coming weeks. Um, yeah. But yeah, that was episode 209. Uh, thanks for listening, as always, and we'll see you again very soon. See you later, everyone. Shut up, I can't Mainly because I never could How could I start now?